ComputerPirates.com Nation, we appreciate you tuning in. It's clear football season never ends. We have breaking news with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's not good for anybody associated with this organization. Jameis Winston, really almost the worst case scenario. Many thought nothing would come of the Uber investigation, but now it, it appears the NFL will suspend Jameis Winston for three games. I am Mike Neighbors, along with my partner, Roy Cummings. This is our A Few Extra Bucks podcast. Roy Cummings will bring you in here. Your initial reaction, were you surprised by this? Yeah, you know what? I I am surprised, to be honest with you, uh, Mike. Um, I really thought the way this thing was dragging out that, uh, that, uh, you know, I I didn't think James Winston was going to escape punishment completely, but uh, I thought three games would be on the high end of things. And it turns out that, uh, now look, nothing is official yet, as you and I record this podcast, depending on when uh, people are listening to it. Uh, it may be official. Apparently, come Friday morning, it, it's going to be official. But it looks like it's at least three games. It actually could be more. Now, it could be less, too. But it looks like it's going to be a three-game suspension. And, yeah, I, I think that's on the high end, uh, considering what happened here. But, um, you know, I'm starting to wonder if maybe uh, Jameis Winston wasn't as forthright uh, with information as uh, the league wanted him to be uh, regarding this incident, and uh, if that had something to do with why it's uh, potentially a three-game suspension here, I think there's the, uh, you know, obviously the embarrassment that he caused the NFL, uh, the violation of the personal conduct policy, and then you take the act as it uh, was described by the Uber driver. Um, you add it all up, and uh, you you can definitely see why it could be a three-game suspension, but. You know, I guess maybe I was just, I don't know, uh, wishful thinking, hopeful thinking and for the Bucks' sake that, you know, that this was just a, you know, not necessarily a, a made-up story, but something that uh, maybe Jameis Winston wasn't as heavily involved in as we were led to believe. But I'm starting to wonder now if, um, you know, maybe, maybe even Ronald Darby coming forward uh, was, was something that was inaccurate and maybe untruthful. So it sounds to me like, you know, Jameis Winston may have, you know, created a worse situation for himself here, uh, the way he handled this. So, you know, we may get those answers uh, in in due time. I don't know. My guess is probably not. But um, either way, if the Bucks are without Jameis Winston for the first three games of this season, um, that's that's not a good sign. And from what I'm hearing, Mike, um, Jameis Winston has no plans to uh, appeal this, which I no. think comes as a big surprise. Yeah. Um, which again, that that may have some, something to do with, you know, the way the way the league is handling this. Um, some of the part of the ruling, it's hard to know. Maybe we'll get that answer as well at some point. But uh, right now, if he doesn't appeal this, they're looking at starting uh, what was supposed to be a, a bounce back season for them without their number one quarterback. Yeah, and when you talk about how Jameis Winston has handled this, uh, I, I think the narrative this whole off season, Roy has been, why is it taking so long? You know, how, how could they possibly not have all the facts in hand? And, and, and Jameis Winston has been asked numerous times about the investigation. In fact, I asked him recently during uh, OTAs, you know, not knowing the future, how hard was that? And this is what he had to say. Is it hard not having a timetable, though, not knowing when you can put this behind you, potentially? You, you, you know, it's, it's not my job to, to speculate on that process, and I, and I do respect it. But, again, guys, you know, I've been focusing on getting better this offseason uh, and being, a be- being the best team I possibly can be. Well, that's what he said to me uh, a month back, and 
to Jameis Winston's credit, he's he wasn't snapping any reporter, including myself, who asked him about this case. He was consistent, um, really kept kind of a stone face, to be honest, and never really admitted to us that he had talked to the NFL about it. But clearly the NFL has found something. It looks to be three games. And when you look at this franchise now, I mean, Roy, it, it just always seems to be something with Jameis Winston. What I don't understand about him is he had so many problems at Florida State in his first couple of years in the league. Nothing happened to our knowledge anyway. Why wouldn't a guy like this be extra careful and learn from his past? That's what troubles me the most about him. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I was kind of looking back uh, at, at, at the timeline of this whole situation a little bit earlier tonight. And, you know, this, this took place in March of 2016. That's allegedly when uh, this incident took place. And, you know, if you look at it from that standpoint, it's, it's, it's less than a year after he was drafted. And, you know, had he matured to the point where he's, you know, should be smart enough not to get involved in something like this? Apparently not. And I think we all thought that, you know, having basically skated around the issues that he that he created for himself at Florida State, um, you know, with the uh, the assault allegations, with the, you know, the uh, the, the crab leg situation, uh, everything else, um, you know, the the incident in the in the student, uh, you know, student union uh, building, things like that. A lot of things. And, you know, clearly he had a, a very immature side to him. You know, having gotten to know Jameis Winston now over the last, you know, three plus years, that's not the Jameis Winston I see. But what, we're, what I'm afraid of is that there's a different Jameis Winston, um, you know, away from the football field and away from the public spotlight. And it's not a good kid. And, and that bothers me because, you know, look, I, you know, when asked, I, I, I've supported this kid. Uh, as I just said, that's not the Jameis Winston I know. The Jameis Winston I know is, a, is an upright citizen. He's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's, he's a tremendous leader. Um, I think he's a mature individual. But, you know, I'm starting to wonder if, you know, for lack of a better phrase, and I don't mean to make light of it, but have we got an Eddie Haskell on our hands? And, and, and in, a, in a way, it seems as if we do. And maybe a lot of our young viewers don't remember who Eddie Haskell is, but you know, from the old Leave it to Beaver show, but that's a guy who, you know, was, was like, uh, you know, the all-American boy uh, around the adults and everything else. And when he got out on his own, you know, he was, he was just a, a very untrustworthy person. And it's, it's not, a good, not a good look for James Winston. You know, I saw a chink in the armor last year when they played the Saints in New Orleans. You know, he had the awkward fingers pregame speech and then, you know, he pushes Marshawn Lattimore, which led to Mike Evans not really seeing the whole play and, and you know, defending Jameis Winston. And the problem I have, Roy, with Jameis Winston, and I, I thought they should have drafted him number one over Mariota. But then again, we don't have the intel these guys have. We don't know what everybody told Jason Light and Lovey Smith. So from a media standpoint, I think you, know, you can believe in a guy, but you don't have all the information, just like we don't have all the information on what happened with the Uber driver. And we don't know. You know, we don't, we're not around Jameis Winston all the time. In fact, we taped a show for one of our draft specials here on PewterPirates.com where he was doing great things with kids at an elementary school, but it was right around the investigation. So I, I try to believe the best in everybody. I really, you know, try to – if somebody seems good, I, I try to believe the best. But we don't know these guys. Another example I'll give you is Darren Sharper in New Orleans was, was a great guy to deal with, but, you know, he's going to spend the next two decades in jail for assaulting women. So – 
I guess the lesson here, Roy, is I do think most people are good in this world, and I think most NFL players are good. But we don't know these guys, Roy. We don't we don't spend all all day with them, and we don't go out with them at night, and we don't see them behind the scenes. And I think, frankly, a lot of things happen we don't know about that aren't reported. And I think that's something we all have to remember. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And and I will say this: no, we don't have all the details on you know, what the Buccaneers know about Jameis Winston and his previous instances, uh, you know, prior to, to being drafted and everything else. But I do know for a fact um, that, that they, the investigation that they did, you know, the, the research they did, the background work they did in vetting Jameis Winston before they drafted him was, was truly extensive. And I do know a lot of the results of that vetting. And this, this is an organization that was absolutely led to believe that Jameis Winston was um, a kid who had made some poor decisions, but that that's not who he was. Um, those instances that happened, uh, and we already, you know, the variety of different uh, situations he some, somehow became involved in, was really not, um, did not speak to the true character of, 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 the, of the player. And, and, and I think the Bucks believe that. But at the same time, you know, now we have another instance. And again, I, this all kind of happens, you know, in, in, within a year of him being drafted. And the, the point I'm making is I, I kind of wonder if part of this penalty and maybe one of the reasons he's not appealing and maybe why there's maybe why there's uh, potential here for uh, this, this uh, suspension to be expanded a little bit for some reason. I wonder if a lot of this has to do with the fact that maybe at some point, you know, the NFL sat James Winston down and said, look, we got a, we got a lot of problems here and you know, we can't do anything about it, but, you slip up one time here and, you know, because maybe in the eyes of the league, he's not a first time offender. You know, all these other instances took place before he entered the NFL. And, you know, I think he paid a, in, in a way he paid a price for that with his, you know, certainly not in terms of, you know, draft stats or anything like that, but in terms of, again, just character evaluation, he's paid a price for that. And I wonder if the NFL, because of that, you know, and everything that went, it went through uh, with Jameis Winston, and the concerns it had about a player of that, you know, with those character concerns, uh, those red flags being drafted first overall, becoming the face of the NFL on that night, the face of the franchise in the in Tampa Bay and on down the line. I just wonder if they said at some point to Jameis Winston, um, you're already on double secret proba- probation here. And if something ever happens, if we ever get the word, you know, of something like this again, we are going to slap you hard and we are going to slap you down and, and don't even try to come back because we'll make it worse. If you want to appeal, imagine what, it, what a three-game suspension looks like. Imagine if it's five. So I just wonder if that's part of what happened here. That's an interesting theory. My, my thing with that, if that's true, then how, does, how in the world does he mess up again with everything that's on the line? I mean, the guy's about to get married. He's about to have his firstborn child. It's just it's just very, very odd, everything that's happened to him off the football field. But what's the fallout going to be, Roy? I, you know, there are some people when Jameis Winston was drafted, people in Tampa Bay, they didn't like him and they would never like him. And now you have this. I think you had some people who defended him against the people I just mentioned. And now they're in a weird spot because how do you defend the guy anymore? I mean – I look back at Warren Sapp, a guy who could have owned Tampa Bay. He had the personality. I thought he was smart, but he treated the media. He treated fans. He treated everybody awful. Now, Jameis Winston, he treats the media. He treats fans great. He just has different problems than Warren Sapp. 
Uh, Warren Sapp didn't have him until he left uh, the Bucks. But it's amazing to me how you look at you know the study of both of those guys, how they could have had it all. And, you know, it's not too late for Jameis Winston, but boy, he's dug himself such a hole. You wonder if he can ever recover here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, you're right. That's a very good point. Um, this is going to cost him some fans. It's going to cost him a lot of his, uh, the credibility that he's, he's built for himself. And again, we, we do have to remember that, you know, this all seems fresh now because the suspension just came down. It seemed fresh last November when we first heard about this instance incident. But at the end of the day, this is also, again, again, something that happened in March of 2016. I think the Jameis Winston that we see today is a different person than the Jameis Winston that was involved in this incident in, in March of 2016. He has to be. As you said, that Jameis Winston wasn't on the brink of being married. He wasn't on the brink of having his first child. He wasn't uh, a three-year veteran in the NFL uh, with a, you know, two, two, you know, a couple of 4,000-yard passing seasons under his belt. Um, he wasn't, uh, he was the face of a franchise, but, uh, you know, did he completely understand what, you know, what all that meant? Perhaps he did, perhaps he didn't. Um, again, I'm just worried that I, 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 my concern here would be, and I don't think this is the case, uh, because again, we're talking about something that happened, you know, what, two, more than two years ago now, as it is. Um, I don't think this is the case, but, you know, is, is he a chronic, you know, is this a chronic issue with him? Is this something that he's always going to be involved in? You know, way back, uh, many, many years ago, um, Ben Roethlisberger was involved in a situation uh, perhaps even more egregious than this. I think that was uh, worse. It, and, it, you know, that was worse. It, it was. Yeah. And it was. And I mean, we weren't there. And we weren't there for the Uber uh, situation. But, boy, when you hear the details of Roethlisberger, that sounded worse. But, again, we weren't there. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, but you're right. It was. It was much worse. And you know what? Uh, ben Roethlisberger has been a pretty good face of the franchise for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, a lot of it has to do with how, how do you play on the field? You know, and if Jameis Winston continues to be a 500 uh, quarterback, well, he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. And, and you know, nor should he. Um, but if he starts winning championships, well, people will probably look at it a little bit differently. That, it's unfortunate that, you know, we do that. But that's real. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a football player. You know, he, he, I think he understands that he's also a role model. And I think he works towards being a very good role model. Um, I am anxious to hear what Jameis Winston has to say uh, about this uh, now that uh, the suspension has come down. My guess is he won't say much um, and maybe he shouldn't because at the end of the day, actions speak louder than words. And in this case, uh, he's got a lot of actions to, uh, to, 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 to make before he, uh, he gets wins back a lot of fans that he's going to lose over this. Yeah, and I think that's a, a problem a, pe- a lot of people have with Jameis Winston. He's a great talker, but let's see you get to the playoffs. Let's see you win. And Bucks fans haven't seen that, and they're impatient because they've had to be patient for years before Jameis Winston got to Tampa. You know, Roy, you mentioned Roethlisberger. You know, I don't know what he did at Miami of Ohio, but he didn't have the, the spotlight of the mistakes Jameis Winston had. But the parallel is Roethlisberger, after he had the incident, got married, had children, and we haven't seen anything. So it goes into the narrative you were talking with Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, let's move forward with the Buccaneers. You know, this hurts so many people. And let's begin with the guys who, whose jobs are on the line. Let's face it, Dirk Cutter and Jason Light. I remember talking to Jason Light at the owners' meetings about this ongoing investigation and not knowing, and here's what he told me. Have you heard anything? Is there a timetable for that announcement? 
Not that I know of. How hard is that, just not knowing right now? Is that hard to deal with? That's frustrating, but uh, it's out of our hands, and um, we're cooperating, and I'm sure that they're doing their due diligence. That's Bucks general manager Jason Light. Roy, here's an interesting stat from the NFL today. The Buccaneers' first three games of the 2018 season where Jameis Winston likely won't be in action are the toughest first three games of a season for any team in the Super Bowl era based on their opponent's records in the previous season. That would be week one at New Orleans, 11-5 and last year, week two against Philadelphia at home, 13-3, and and week number three versus the Steelers, who were also 13-3 and last year. So if Jameis Winston isn't around for the first three games, you know, you look at Jason Light and Dirk Cutter. Now, does that maybe help them because it gives them an out that they didn't have their starting quarterback? Or how does that affect them? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, and it's a question only the Glazers can answer. Um, look, it's going to be tough. This team is – it was going to be a tough uh, start to the season anyway um, based on what we know about the teams that they're playing. If those teams are as good as they were a year ago – it's going to be even tougher now with Jameis Winston. But, hey, you know what? Look, Ryan Fitzpatrick was 2-1 and one with his team last year. I think they know exactly what – I think they have an offensive scheme that they can work with Ryan Fitzpatrick and that that they – you know, allows him to be successful. Um, I, I think they, you know, they have a game plan that's different than the game plan they'll use with Jameis Winston. There's a lot more checkdowns involved. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick played very well for this team last year. As I said, he was two and one in terms of his record. Um, you know, he was the guy that when they were down thirty-eight to nothing uh, in Arizona, when Winston first got hurt, made it thirty-eight to thirty-three. So uh, he had some moments last year where you where you thought to yourself, "Man, if, if Winston comes back, I mean, I know they're going right to him, but maybe they ought to think about leaving this guy in there. He's you know he's moving the team pretty well, and, and he did. If he can continue to do that, that'll soften the blow." Um, teams will do, and this is a cliche in the league, Teams, the Bucks will have to do what teams do when players get suspended. They'll have to treat it as if it's an injury. Uh, somebody has to step up. Ryan Fitzpatrick has a lot of experience. He's a capable quarterback. He's the reason The reason he's on this on this team is for this concern. I mean, the Buccaneers have been always been concerned, long been concerned, that you know the problem here, what happens if Jameis goes down? We've got to have somebody who can continue to you know move this team forward. And they, they're confident they've got that in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, he's going to get a chance to do it. Uh, all eyes will be on him. He's done it before. He's been in tough, tough situations. He's in a big, tough one now, but I think he can handle it. Wrapping up here, my friend. They picked up Jameis Winston's fifth-year option in the offseason. Some people are going to say, you know what, just get rid of this guy. You know what, enough's enough. But we've seen the potential in him as well. And they've invested so much in him. I think that's kind of an easy out if you're a fan or a member of the media. Um, if you're the Glaciers, if you're running this football team, you got a 24-year-old 24 year quarterback, Roy, who's thrown more touchdown passes than any guy who's 24 years old in NFL history. I know it's kind of a misleading stat with offenses these days. But the guy has talent. He's very young. What do you do with Jameis Winston now? You hold on to him. You counsel him. Um, you let him know that uh, three strikes and you're out. Uh, in my opinion, this is two strikes. Um, that's the way I see it. I, I think the first strike was a, a big one. It was a it was a fastball down the middle. He got his pitch and he looked at it, um, and he, and he looked bad doing it. All that stuff that happened at Florida State, 
Uh, to me, that's strike one, and it's only strike one because it was all prior to him coming to the NFL. Um, people mature. This is strike two. Again, it happened two plus years ago. Um, I think as an organization, you have to explain to him that, look, you're, he knows he's the face of the franchise, everything else. Um, you, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't. Uh, just imagine the Steelers over the past decade without Ben Roethlisberger. The Buccaneers could be the same kind of team with Jameis Winston. He's got to grow up. He cannot let mistakes like this again happen again. If they do, then I think you do say, yeah, okay, three strikes and you're out. And I think, you know what, something along those lines is going to probably be written into the language of, the, of his next contract. This may cost him millions of dollars. That'll be punishment too. And I, I so let's see where it goes. But if I'm the Buccaneers – you got it. You have a franchise quarterback. You have a player that everybody, every other player on that organization in that organization wants to play for. They they will they will go through a wall for that kid. He's a different person on that football field than what we're finding out about him away from the field. Um, the stuff off the field is is hard. It makes you cringe. It, it makes you want to get rid of him in some cases, perhaps. But this is a business, and it's a business about winning. And if this guy can make you a winner. Uh, look at all those teams out there that are still looking for their franchise quarterback. The Bucks have one. Uh, I'm not saying that you know the, that it's all about football. It's not, but um, I don't get rid of them just yet. Again, this happened two and a half years ago. Uh, I, I just have to hope that he's matured and that uh, I would say, look, you got one more chance and that's it. Three strikes and you're out. I'll give you that third strike, but no more. You screw up one more time and we're done. You bring some very valid points to the table. My problem with Jameis Winston is you look around the league, and you know we talked about Roethlisberger. That's the best parallel. But Roy, there's some young quarterbacks out there like Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. You know, guys that are younger than Jameis Winston who don't get in trouble and are actually having more success or showing more potential. And that's what bothers me. What bothers me is you don't see Drew Brees, you don't see Tom Brady, you don't see Eli Manning, you don't see franchise quarterbacks who you invest so much in repeatedly make mistakes like Jameis Winston. But the, the key for Jameis Winston and what he has going for him is everything you've said. This happened before he has made some strides, we think anyway, in his personal life. And with Jameis Winston, they've invested so much in him. They've renewed him for another year after this one. They're kind of beyond the point of no return in some ways, but he can't mess up again. This has been A Few Extra Bucks on PeterPyrus.com. It's our podcast with myself and Roy Cummings. Any breaking news this offseason, we'll have it for you. It's a shame, Bucks fans, we had to bring this news to you because I know Roy and I have talked about what a great offseason it's been for the Bucks. a great draft, a great free agency seemingly with the defensive line. But that's uh, our thoughts on Jameis Winston, how it affects him, how it affects the Bucks, and everybody else within this organization. So, I appreciate Roy Cummings. I'm Mike Neighbors. Thanks for logging on to PeterPyrus.com. Support our title sponsor, House of Brews, and subscribe. It's free for now. Until next time, we'll see you down the road.